everyone. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Talk of Fame Podcast. I'm Kylie Martini and joining us today is Joe Martin. Joe is the owner of Relentless Positivity Fitness. He teaches all of the in-person and online classes. He has won several awards, including Huntsville Healthiest Trainer, Huntless Healthiest Male, um, Relentless Positivity Fitness was voted the best place in Huntsville to work out, and his book, Relentless Positivity, hit the Amazon bestsellers list. He prides himself on his ability to make exercise fun, safe, and effective for everybody, no matter what size they are or what kind of shape they're in. Joe has been a lifelong athlete until one day he woke up and realized he was 50 pounds overweight, depressed, and injured. It was a turning point in his life when he got fed up and realized that there had been a better way. From that day on, he has dedicated his life to setting health and fitness, using it to help others achieve their goals. Recently, I've gotten so obsessed with the gym, which is a bad obsession and a good obsession for me. And I always was so curious since I started going for a few months now on how I can achieve my gym goals because I seriously don't know how to. There's so many goals and become positive while doing it. And I thought Joe would probably be the best person to ask these questions of his experiences and everything he's doing. But thank you so much. Joe, for coming on and chatting with us today. I appreciate it. Oh, Kylie, thanks for having on. I'm really excited to be here today. Same here. So, of course, we're at Relentless Positivity Fitness. You've been doing this for about a couple of years now, but how did you start it? Like, what kind of pushed you to start that? Uh, like you mentioned, I, I was overweight at one time, and I, I lost 50 pounds, and I felt great. I, was, I would love to help other people get this same feeling. So that's kind of what I my direction. I went in school, and then right out of school, this is all I've done, you know, as a professional career is just help people, you know, reach their uh, weight loss and exercise goals. So it's just it's coming from a point of kind of walking in other people's shoes. Like I, I've been overweight, I've been injured, I've been depressed, of all these different things that a lot of my clients have dealt with, and it's kind of helped me put me on that path. That man, I would love to help people kind of dig themselves out of the same hole I was in. Oh, I love it. Like, what year did you kind of realize all of this? Uh, that was, I was pretty young. So I was coming in right out of high school when I kind of hit my lowest points. So I was 18 years old and, and uh, I'm 46 now. So it's been a minute. So it's, it's been oh. a little while. You, you will realize it better than I could at 18 years old. I'm 17 and still haven't realized that yet. So I applaud you for that one because I would never realize that. But what is Relentless Positivity Fitness kind of all about? Because I know it's female oriented right yeah but 90 percent of what we do is just all female classes so uh i was working in gyms for a long time and i was you know i give people their tours and walk them around show them the gym everything and i was noticing particularly a lot of women would get the same kind of look in their eyes like this this just isn't for me i just i don't know there'd be a guy like you know yelling and screaming picking up weights and slamming them down or whatever and people sweating all over the equipment there's all these different things that not a big fan of and then some gyms are like meat markets where people just guys are just hitting on girls all the time so i knew there had to be something you know outside of the general uh that that time there's something called curve they had like the circuit train and it was just for women there's nothing else that was just for women i wanted to kind of create mm -hmm. their own community where i have to worry about hair makeup or dudes hitting on them or whatever all these kind of those barriers of exercise that kind of keep people away um so we just started with one class on the side and just grew it from there that's like got a great response and uh, i was working a full-time job at that time and then and this is all i do now so i've kind of got onto that just it's making making exercise fun and accessible to everybody Oh, I need to start going to that gym now because it seems right up my alley. Because I, of course, I go to like a regular Planet Fitness thing like most people do. And of course, that's all I see. That's literally all 
what is fitness or other membership people see it's what guys today on girls or the other way around that's usually the normal route but like what is kind of like your overall mission for relentless positivity like is, because i know we're going to the gym everyone has different expectations yeah for me uh I want to change the world, right? So my goal is to change the world. And I want, I just chose to work with women because if you're going to change the world, you got to start with moms, right? If you look at the stats, yeah. they decide what's the family going to do in their leisure time? What are we spending our money on? What's for dinner? You know, all these type of things. It's, it's usually the mom makes the decision, right? There's, yeah. and there's some that skew the other way or the other, but you know, if we're deciding what we're doing, you know, how we're going to move our bodies and these types of things, usually the mom is the leader of the household. I know dad is technically supposed to be the guy, uh, that ain't it this, these days right so the mom's going to be the leader so if i'm going to change the whole family i've seen it through my fitness classes that when the mom starts getting healthy she starts eating right all the i was like oh well mom's doing that we should do this as well and everyone else starts falling in line so that's kind of what it's all about just kind of making like i said making it accessible that it's for all shapes sizes ages all that stuff that and it's never too late you know a lot of people they they say well i, I gotta get in shape before i come to your class i'm like no that's what i do you, you get shape here you don't have to get in shape we'll work with you at any level we're going to meet you where you are and help you get you where you want to go that is such a great choice start with woman first i'm like okay that's a great choice it's of course there's not a lot of programs that do that there's barely any from what i've personally seen and of course when women recently are kind of in charge of the household or kind of like the kind of the decision maker or kind of the dinner person it, they all make the choices, like in terms of what we eat, what we do. It's like, when can women actually do something while men are like the men are actually um, working down jobs or anything? What can we do besides taking care of the kids? You know what I mean? Yeah. And a lot of my clients is kind of the niche I've fallen into is. Uh, women in their 40s, just 40s and 50s, somewhere here that they've been working a career, they've been taking care of kids and kind of forgot about themselves. They, you know, they tend to take care of everybody else and forgot about themselves. And now kids are a little bit older, maybe college age, and there's, hey, I'm, it's time to focus on me. And they're kind of getting back to, oh, well, I can, you know, start taking care of myself. That's where we fit in. It's not, you know, young, young, a lot of young 20s and 30s, like, buff you know, bodybuilder type it's people that are just getting back into fitness and trying to turn their lives around after you know being a, taking care of everybody else and it's finally their turn mm -hmm, it definitely is and of course what's making time for everybody else besides yourself is so exhausting it's yeah. honestly so exhausting i'm sure you can feel that as well i honestly feel that every single day <laughs> but it's like with that taking time for yourself it's very exhausting it does get annoying after a while like, okay i'm taking care of my kids or my neighbors my parents yeah, whatever everybody. it may be there are just so many responsibilities that you have some at some point Someone has to realize, like, okay, when can I take actually take time for myself instead of worrying about other people? That's it. Yeah, and and if you do, if you start taking better care of yourself, guess what? You're going to become a better mom, a better sister, you know, a better friend. All these things you'll have the energy, the vitality, and you know, all these different things. It's going to be, everything's going to be better when your body is doing it what it's meant to be doing. So taking care of yourself is not selfish. And people kind of look at, oh, well, you know, I have to take time away from doing this and that. Well, it's not selfish. You got to take care of yourself if you're going to take care of anybody else. Yes, exactly. But how can we be positive when working out? Because of course, of course, we're coming a lot of stress personally. I'm like, sometimes I stress when I'm working out and don't know what to do. But from your experience, like, how can we be positive when working out and take care of ourselves? I think the first step is kind of switching that mindset from 
I have to go work out or I I feel obligated to work out that you get to work out like you it's a reward. It's not a punishment. It's not, you're getting a punishment because you ate a brownie or something, or you had, you know, pizza at lunch or something like that. Your body is, you were meant to move. We're all born to move and it's a reward. It's not a punishment. So finding that way, just doing the switch where, oh my gosh, I get to go work out. I'm allowed, I'm healthy enough to go exercise. A lot of people do not have that privilege and they would trade places with you in a second. So mm-hmm. kind of starting with that, that'll give you the right attitude to go in there. And from there, it's to finding the right exercise for your body. It doesn't matter if, you know, if you think CrossFit is the most effective program out there, Orange Theory, whatever these different things are that you think, oh, that's awesome. They get the great results, but you hate it that's not the right exercise program for you. It's finding an exercise. If you love Zumba or whatever it is that you love, enjoy moving your body, that's the workout that you do. Because mm-hmm. you're going to keep showing up. You're going to keep doing it. And that's how you get results. It's not going for two weeks and then quitting. It's something you're going to do two to three, four times a week for a consistent basis and something you can do sustainably. Mm-hmm. That is such a fact. Because, of course, like if you have a gym membership, you always want to stay persistent. Because, of course, you're spending money out of your paycheck to work out. Of course, we're, like you said, there's we were born to move our bodies in different ways. And, of course, not every um, workout is for you. Not every workout is supposed to be for you. Not everything is... Like, there's so many different strategies, whether it's Zumba, there's regular Planet Fitness workouts, or whatever, yeah. dance classes. There's different ways, but it's a matter of, okay, like, do I want to stay persistent, like, go two, three times a week, like I do, I go, like, two, three times a week, and depending on the schedules, but who knows, like, not that might not be the best option for everyone. They might not have the time, they might have a couple of kids, work a full-time job, like, not going two, three times a week is edible for someone. Yeah. And I think people get caught in that trap that, oh, I have to work out for, you know, two hours a day or an hour every day. Hey, if you have five to 10 minutes, that's what you have. That's what you don't, don't take zero over, you know, because you can't do an hour. I get a lot of people that caught in that where, well, I couldn't do this. So I did nothing. You know, if you have five minutes to exercise, it's great. Use your five minutes. You know, it's not ideal, but it's better. Five is better than zero minutes. Yeah, exactly. It's better than absolutely nothing. You know, yeah. what is better stuff than you just took like 10 minutes ago. That's it. But what are some unique strategies for personal and professional growth? For me, it's something that um that really helped for me is is do it now. You know, when I when I knew exactly one of the, when I before I started my business, I knew what I wanted to do, how to do it, all these different things. But I was procrastinating because I was trying to be a perfectionist and get it exactly mm-hmm. right. Well, this is not a perfect world, right? So yeah. I've heard a phrase, you know, per- perfectionism—that's just procrastination. You know what you want to do. Just get out there. I'm a ready, shoot, aim kind of guy now. So I'll, I'll get something started, then fix it as I go. So I think that's, that keeps so many people from doing things because they start overanalyzing, doing this and trying to make it perfect. It's not going to be perfect. You got to get started and then fix it as you go. That's been a huge one for me. Um, another one is it's kind of fixing your mindset. I, like I, I've got a mindset coach that's helped me kind of flip things around. And the biggest thing, one of the biggest things I've learned from him is anything in life, it's just a decision. At one time, if you decided I'm I'm bad at math, you know, you decided you're bad at math. It does. It's not a fact. You could get better at math. You could be the best if you get better at math because you just you just decided I'm bad at math. You probably had some experiences in school where you struggled or things like that. Maybe you just didn't have the right teacher. But or you say I'm, I'm bad with money or I'm bad in relationships or things like that. That's just a decision. So if you could decide that that way, you could just as easily decide the other way. So, man, I think you just look at it that way. If you take the mindset of if you go into a workout saying that, well, I can't do this, you're right. 
you know, if you just, you've already defeated yourself or you even started something, why, why would you ever do that? Just decide if you want to do something that it's already done, you know, it's, and that's half the way getting there. Cause then here's what happens. There's kind of this, this circle that goes, if you've decided, okay, let's say, I hear this all the time. Weight loss is hard. So you decided that's your decision up here. And then you go into here and your actions are going to be, well, I know I'm already going to fail. So I'm not going to do it right. So what happens if one mistake, you make one mistake, you completely forget the whole program. You'll see that a lot with people that they're doing really well, you know, in January, they're eating the right things, they're eating salads and grilled chickens and all that. And then they make one slip up and then it's pizza, beer, brownies for dinner, whatever it is, you know, uh, just don't let a slip become a fall. Just go back to that decision that weight loss is not hard, that you can make it happen. I think everyone just messes themselves up before they even get started. Yeah, that's so true. Because of course, with me, I'm like, okay, like, like, let's do this. I end up not doing it. Like, let's like, I know a lot of people, they say I'm not, this is not going to work out before they even try. And I'm thinking myself, how I do know if you're going to like this, or if you have a hard time, unless you you tried, then you'll know. Yeah, because then you're then you're looking for the proof that well, see, weight loss is hard. See, I messed up. So I was right. You know, but what if you what if you look for the, the tiny little proof that you're headed the right direction? What about all those days you were doing good? So you, it is possible you were doing it, but then you had a little slip up. So, you know, just go back to those. Remember the good stuff. Keep your eyes focused on the good stuff. And that'll give you the, the proof and the evidence that you're doing the right thing that you can and that you can do it. That you are capable. Yeah, exactly. But like for relentless positive fitness, like is there any guidelines to join or um, is there nothing like you can just go in regularly? Uh, no, we just come on in. Like I said, we meet people wherever they are. You know, we've had, I've had 12 year olds all the way up to 80 year olds, everything in between. And most of our clients are 40s, 50s, 60s. I've got one class that everyone in there, oh, well, maybe two or three have had shoulder replacement, knee replacement, hip replacement, all these different artificial parts in there. And they're still doing their, uh, doing an amazing job. We, I've, I work with 25 grandmothers right now. That's Ooh. an amazing thing. Grandmas are built different than when I was a kid. Like these, oh, are yeah. in, these are some in shape grandmas right here. So that's, that's what I love to see. And that's my goal. Like I'm 46 right now. My goals have changed from when I was in my twenties and thirties to, you know, wanting to you know squat and bench press certain numbers to, I want to be that spry old man. that's you know, working circles around the kids at the gym or something like that, you know, up in my seventies is still strong and vital and all these different things and have the energy to do things. Cause you see too many people that they'll work a career for 40 or 40, 50 years, and then they'll die. When they quit working, they had all, that was kind of their thing. That's all they did. And they didn't take care of themselves. And now that one thing they go to work for is gone. I saw it all the time when I worked at this other job. So I think that's a big thing for me is just looking at what's a long term, not just sacrificing for, you know, trying to look good for bikini season for now, but sacrificing long term health. It's not worth it. Yeah, it really is. I mean, of course, with somebody, they might just say, like, okay, I'm going to get fit for summer, look good in a swimsuit, like, let's get this. And then once summer ends or begins, they're just like, cancel the gym membership. I know some places, the gym membership for high school students are similar or free. So they're like, let's go to the gym for the summer. And then once the summer ends, I'm going to cancel and go back next summer. And yeah. I think to myself, like, even if it's a free membership, just take free advantage of it and then do pay whatever the fee is for the next couple months that you're working on. Just don't just quit just because of it's free and to look good 24-7. And don't get me wrong. There's there's nothing wrong with those short-term goals and things like that. But I've seen so many people mess up their metabolism with these extreme diets and things like that and extreme exercise. And you can, you can probably get away with that when you're in high school and younger. But it, as you get older – 
it's it's gonna be there. It's not worth it. Let me just tell you from someone from experience who has seen it for 25 years, it's not worth it. Don't mm-hmm. do the extreme stuff. Do the stuff we talked about that that's sustainable it, and it works. It'll be it'll work. Just stick with it. Be consistent. Some sustainable, and it's not gonna hurt you in the long term. Mm, that is so noted. I'll definitely note that when next time I work out at the gym. Oh, but how can people like lose weight and improve their health when working out? Uh, so I like to talk to my clients, like, so, like weight loss is a very common goal. So someone comes in to say, I want to lose, you know, let's say 30 pounds. So I like to give them, take them through the five whys. So it's uh, when they say, I want to lose 30 pounds. I say, why? And usually they're kind of taken aback, like, well, why are you asking that? Everyone wants to lose weight, right? Usually most people do not have a good reason. Like there's no, uh, I want to match my number on my driver's license, whatever it is, you know, they don't, they don't have, they just have a number in their head and on the scale that that's what they want. That that just, that sounds like a good number. But then you kind of get down. I try to get them down deep because I want to lose 30 pounds is not a deep emotional connection to that goal. That's just a, uh, yeah. it would be nice if I lost that. But, you know, one of my clients, I, I just took her through this exercise and, you know, she said, I'm going to lose 30 pounds. I said, why? She's like, well, I, I just don't feel good in my body. And I said, well, why? And it's, I can't, you kind of feel like a jerk as the coach continuing to like dig that. But man, this, this exercise is very powerful and can be very emotional too. Now, a few whys down the, down the way, we figured out that she wanted to lose weight and model healthy behavior for her daughter because she was bullied as an overweight teen and she never wanted her daughter to go through that. I mean, that was her big reason. That, that, you think about that versus I want to lose 30 pounds up here versus I want to eat healthy and exercise so my daughter never has to go through what I went through. Man, that is a huge difference. So finding mm-hmm. your finding your goal right there first, a deep emotional connection to that and why you want to lose that weight, I think it will start there. And then two tools to kind of lose weight. Number one is think about the hunger scale. So one being I'm starving to death and 10 being I've eaten so much. I want to throw up. There's kind of the, that's kind of the extremes, right? We want to keep around like four five, six, somewhere in the middle where you're not overfed and you're not starving somewhere where your blood sugar is not shooting up and down. So you kind of want to stabilize your blood sugars. Think about the hunger scale, kind of keeping that right in the middle. And that's, that's going to take some, some, uh, kind of trial and error for a lot of people, but think about that. Don't, don't just stuff yourself, things like that. So saying some tips on that, not stuffing yourself is eating slower, you know, putting your fork and a spoon down in between bites, slowing it down, taking about 20 minutes to eat. Cause that's about what the time it takes for your stomach to tell your brain, Hey, I'm full. So, you know, now slow it. Cause I'm a fast eater. Take this from a guy from experience. Um, slow down. Your eating is a big one. Uh, put away the electronics or distractions while you're eating. Like I'm, I'm pretty bad about that as well as, mm-hmm. you know, doing some work while I'm doing or reading a book or being on social media or something that rather than just, you know, focusing on the food and, you know, tasting the food, enjoying the food, maybe the company around you, things like that. You'll eat a whole lot less if you do it that way, rather than just shoveling it in and going on to the next thing and eating mindlessly. So that's two kind of things on that. And then figuring out portion control. That was the biggest kind of where my weight loss journey is figuring out what do portions look like? You know, what is this? What am I putting into my body? So a good portion control guide to look for is using your hands. So if if anyone's listening right now, if you can look up precision nutrition portion control guide, and it'll tell you how to use your hands to measure. Because if someone tells you, hey, you need to eat two cups of vegetables, most just be like, I have no idea what two cups of vegetables look like. But if you've got two hands, you can figure out what it looks like. So it's kind of figure out, hey, how many portions am I eating? Because if you look on a package, it'll tell you how many servings are in there, right? So if you look at a 20-ounce Mountain Dew, that's not just one serving. So that's more than one serving in there. So looking out, if you drink or eat this whole box or bag or whatever it is, 
look at all the calories of all the servings, you know, thinking about that and putting, what do you put in your, in your body? Um, that's a huge one right there. So those two tools are kind of things you can look at to start your weight loss journey, but it all starts with that great mindset. I think with the, why do I want to lose this weight? Cause a lot of people, they lose the weight and they're still unhappy because they didn't address the true reason why they wanted to get healthier. So if you start there, I think it's going to put you on a much more positive path. I love those reasons. Like that is honestly the reasons like I honestly struggle with every single day, like eating while my phone or eating while I'm doing work. Like there's always things that are always catching up on my head or what I'm doing that causes me to eat less and less each time that I'm still um trying to figure out to stop myself is that that's a big pet peeve of mine is doing something else I'm eating and I have a hard time eating different things when I'm busy and getting distracted so it's a bad distraction to be able to get distracted by so many things that's like okay what could I actually eat besides doing work 24 7 you know it's funny that time to actually make time for your body and actually eating rather than doing something else yeah. And, and that's part of it is having a kind of a plan, not just, you know, leaving it up to chance that you're going to eat the right things. Kind of like a, for a big thing for me is prepping my foods on the weekends, you know, chickens, vegetables all cut up and ready to go. That way I can just pull it out. When, it's, when the week is busy, I can just pull it out and I'll have a healthy meal just sitting there waiting on me rather than having to go through a drive through or happen to, you know how you are when you're busy and you're like, man, I don't feel like making anything right now. So I'm going to just eat whatever junk happens to be in the house. But if it's, if you make it easier to be healthy and harder to not be, that's the way you want to be. Cause if, if you just pull something out like hey i've got my chicken rice vegetables right here i'll just eat this mm-hmm. what if it, i should start doing meal prepping now because most of the time when i'm busy or stressed i just junky cookies or something we, we all do yeah so it's a game changer so if you can start prepping your foods maybe on saturday sunday or something like that it really pays off i would start doing that now and now you gave me the motivation okay oh, of course with exercising a lot of people would be like oh it's just a regular workout like it's no fun i'm just gonna hurt myself while doing it it's painful and not a lot of people see the fun of working out i understand from seeing personal experiences going to the gym but how can we make more exercise more fun for ourselves I think one of the greatest things you do is find a part, a workout partner or a group or somebody you can get with number one for accountability, which is one of the keys to staying consistent. Cause here's, what's going to happen. You're not going to feel like working out every day. In fact, there's probably gonna be more days you don't feel like working out than you do feel like working out. But if you know, you got to meet your friends at the gym or they're waiting on you and you know that once you get going, it's going to be okay. I think just getting, they say the heaviest weight in the gym is the front door. So if you can just get that open, it'll start. So I tell people, you know, could, could you go and do five minutes of exercise? And most people are like, yeah, I think I can do that. So if you can get in there and do five minutes of exercise, most of the time what's happening is you will start feeling, but my body's moving. I'm feeling better. Break a little sweat. I can do the whole workout. Or if nothing else, like we talked about, you did that five minutes, but talking yourself into five over five minutes over 60 minutes is a much easier sell. So I think it's finding that group, somebody you'll, you'll meet up with that can lift you up and you know, joke around with and all that good stuff. Uh, that'd be the, the first thing I tell people is find someone they can work out with, find somewhere that's convenient. If it's, you know, a deal breaker to, if you got to go 45 minutes away and, and get your workout in, it's going to be tough. So finding somewhere near to you, that's convenient. That's not a hassle to get there is a big one. And then like we talked about before, making it fun. What, how do you like to exercise? Do you like to, uh, maybe you like to lift weights. I, I enjoy lifting weights. Not everyone does. So if I just force that on everybody else, that's not how things work. So finding some way you move your body that you enjoy, whether it's swimming or biking or hiking or whatever it is, that's what you'll do and find that. But find the group. I think that'd be the number one. 
Hmm, that's a good one. That's a great tip. I know with me, I'd much rather go with friends than go alone. I hate doing things by myself in terms of gym. I mean, plus, it is going with people that you like know is so much more fun and keeps you more entertained rather than going alone. All right. Yeah, for sure. And plus, a good social life is good for the gym as well. That's a big one for two is the social life of people. Yeah, a lot of people that come to my class, that's, that's a big part of it. They want to hang out with their friends at class. It's kind of their one hour of me time. They can get away from work and the kids and everything else. They just come and focus on themselves and be with their friends. You know, uh, exercise is also, you know, kind of an emotional thing that you can kind of improve your brain chemistry and all that good stuff. And you'll feel better physically, mentally, emotionally, all that together. So it's all kind of a total package right there. Mm -hmm. And like, how did like that turning point in your life from being overweight, depressed and injured kind of encourage you to do something bigger than you did before? I think, you know, if you look back and, and the, the worst things you've gone through in your life, it kind of puts you on the path where you're supposed to be. You know, I, I went through some horrible things, you know, and now I can relate to a lot of people. Like I do mentoring for kids now that, you know, at one time I, I was in jail, you know, I was on probation, all these different things that people see me now they're like, no way you, you like, yeah, man, it, it could happen to anybody and anybody can turn themselves around. So at least then being overweight and you know, they're like, there's no way you were ever overweight because they see me now they see the finished product, right? They didn't see the struggle. So thinking about that is that, uh, I've been like, I've like, been injured, depressed, all these different things. I was on the point of suicide and I've been able to talk to so many teens about that as well, that, Hey man, there's a better way. It doesn't have to go like this. So like I said, anyone, any, anytime you're having to go on this path, I think it puts you on where you're supposed because you can relate to people. You're not just like, Oh, come on, man, suck it up. You'll be all right. <laughs> you know, they kind of say, well, you, man, I, you've been down here too. I mean, I, and I'll just come and just talk to them. I'm not trying to fix their problems or anything like that. I'm just going to listen to them. That's the biggest thing people can do. And whether it's working out or if they're depressed or whatever, just kind of sitting with people and just listening to them. I mean, I had to go a whole lot further than that. So I think anything that's happened in my life, I've used that on my page. It's kind of put me where I'm supposed to be. And I'm, I think I'm there now. Yeah, 100%. Like, that is absolutely awesome. Like, of course, like, from being where you were maybe five years ago, there's such a big difference between who you are now and who you were five years ago. Like, if you see me five years ago, I would have never doubted myself doing what I'm doing now. Or being anxiety, of course, pre-pandemic, things were pretty, like, trying to figure out what's going on, like, we're yeah. stuck at home, and that really caused so much anxiety for a lot of people. Sure. And being locked down, not having that social interaction, not doing things in person, of course, going in school in person. There's so many things that got kind of stuck around during COVID and pre-COVID and after COVID. And it really caused a lot of anxiety and depression for everyone in different ways. And not doing what they're used to doing 24-7, whether it's like working, going to the gym, teaching. Like there's so many ways, but there's many reasons. Like people can look back on five years and be like, oh my gosh, I would never picture myself being alive five years later today. Like it's just yeah. crazy to see how we see ourselves five years behind to where we are now is a big thing. Absolutely, yeah. But before we head off, I have some fun questions for you to map this episode up. Um, and a bunch of uh, exercise questions for you. So it'll be a good one for you. But do you prefer running or walking? Uh, kind of in between. I like hiking and rucking and things like that. I don't. I, I go. I go for walks a lot. Me and my wife walk a lot and kind of catch up with our day. Um, I used to run a little bit only when I had to, but I prefer hiking for me. 
Oh, that's a good one. I love hiking too. I, I mean, I'm a runner as well, but I prefer hiking or walking. It's like the thing I find myself the most run, rather than running for some reason, even though I'm an avid runner. Yeah, either way is a great way to clear your head. It's a great way to do it. Definitely. And if you could work out with anyone in the world, who would it be? Uh, there's a guy named BJ Gador, and he used to be with Men's Health. You may have heard him that way, but uh, back when I was first starting my career, he he was kind of the guy that showed me uh, workouts could be fun and you could be a goofball when you led workouts and, and just the way he, he does his programs, his workouts is amazing. So that would be the guy, BJ Gador. That's my guy. Ooh, that's a good one. But of course, as we see each other like five years in advance, talking about behind, but where do you see yourself in like five years now? So in five years, let's see. So I'll be in my fifties, by the way, which sounds crazy. I don't feel that old. So uh, in five years, my son will be graduating from the Air Force Academy. So I'm really excited about that. So we'll be seeing where he's going for his first duty station. So he's going there to play basketball and then he'll figure out, he'll do five years of active duty. So we'll kind of figure out. So there's a chance he might be in Italy or Tennessee or who knows where he'll be. So we'll be helping out with his duty station. Uh, probably have another dog by then, if I had to guess. Mm. Get you, you, know, you got to have another dog, right? And I'll yeah. have written at least one more book by then. Oh, good options. That is yeah. such good options. And a dog, I'll get, I'm I'm the type of person I can own like a big farm of dogs. I'm a big oh, dog yeah. person. So I stand on that dog point. And <laughs> if that's a look with your son, by the way, that's really awesome. Yeah, I'm excited for him. He's worked hard for it. Mm-hmm. And um, I really appreciate you coming on and taking the time to chat. Um, I know you're a very per busy person, so I really appreciate all the hard work you're doing into everything. And I look forward to see everything you're doing in the future. It, it, everything you're doing is really awesome. Oh, this is this is awesome. And if you're listening right now, please go and give Kylie a five star review. I mean, she, we need more young people out there making a difference in the world. Kylie's definitely doing that. So what's going to happen if you give her a five-star review, more people will see this, more people can hear about Kylie. She can change more lives. So go help out Kylie and help out a future person who could hear about this podcast. Thank you so much. That's so sweet of you. Thank you so much. And everyone, make sure to go check out Joe. And before we head off, where can people find you on social media? So social media, you can look for... Uh, my main thing is on Facebook. So I'm a Facebook guy. I'm old, you know, so that's me. So Relentless Positivity Fitness on that or Joe Martin on Facebook. And then Relentless Positivity Fitness on Instagram is my main two. Awesome. Make sure everyone go give him a follow. I recommend make sure you rate and subscribe, like you said, reach more people and make more lives amazing. But thank you everyone for listening. I appreciate you guys so much. And thank you so much, Joe, for coming on and taking the time. Oh, thanks for having me on, Kylie.